Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Our predictions for 2022 come home to roost and we give you our best and worst of the year that was. Yes, this is Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. He is Patrick Oney. But, 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 but wait, it is only December 19th. Why are we talking about the best and worst of the year and, and reviewing our predictions for 2022? That is because this is the last time Pat and I will be together on this program. So if you are listening via podcast, my suggestion would be that you start watching the show. Uh, you might want to clarify, this is the last time we'll be on the program for the year. Correct. Correct. For the year of 2022. Well, this actually won't be the last time that we'll be together because we did, um, you know, this weekend record all of our wonderful uh, mini episodes because we didn't want to leave you guys and gals and and however you want to identify as as that's for you, Techru, as uh, in the lurch over the the course of Christmas break. But we're going to be giving you and and maybe I should lay this out. So here's what's going to happen. Today is our year in review episode. Over the course of this, la- the next four episodes, um, I will be flying solo. Christmas will happen. And then we will have not one, not two, not three, but four mini episodes so that you can get your fix of critical thinking. These are short, one topic, about 15-minute episodes. And uh, we hope that you get your filling of critical thinking in between the holidays. And um, we will be back with you at the beginning of the new year next year. We will come to you with our annual prediction predictions show, and uh, then we will start the new year strong. Um, but today is all about reviewing 2022. We're going to give our best and worst of the year. And of course, we're going to probably crown a Richard of the year, too. We, we forgot to talk about that, Pat, but we should probably crown a Richard of the year. Yeah, we probably should. All right, so we have a lot to get into on today's program. If you are watching, then you know how to follow us. If you are not watching, go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. So um, at the beginning of 2022, well, actually the end of 2021, because we did it in reverse of how we are going to do it this year, um, the last episode of 2021 was actually a predictions episode for 2022. But we talked about politics, culture. We even gave some B or not the B headlines. Uh, We talked science, sports, and a general topic. And I thought it would be good for us because what is the point of making predictions if you don't know and don't hold yourself accountable? So we're going to do that today. And uh, Pat, we're going to start with where we started uh, the 2022 prediction show. And that is in the world of politics. So, folks, what you're about to hear are the four predictions that Pat and I made. So two predictions apiece in the world of politics. Pat, um, your first prediction for 2022. My first prediction of 2022. Um, I'm actually going to start with the Mississippi abortion law that the uh, Supreme Court was hearing uh, a week or two ago now. Um, That is going to be upheld. 
and thus it is going to strike a massive blow to Roe versus Wade. All right. So my first prediction then, Pat. Joseph Marionette Biden steps down as president following an ass kicking that his party takes in the midterms. My second prediction here in the world of politics is the vaccine mandate will be struck down in the Supreme Court. But I'm going to go along the same lines as you um, and, and talk about COVID. But here's my prediction in 2022. Because Joe Biden and his ilk are dumb, they're going to keep Anthony Fauci around. And the Republican Party is going to run on a platform of fire Anthony Fauci. They're going to run on a platform of we're going to, when we get power, we're going to investigate the hell out of him. We're going to charge him with lying to Congress. We're going to do all the things that we have in our power to make him go away. Now, Pat, I have to ask you, where the hell is your Santa hat this year? I, I was just thinking the same thing, and I'm like, man, why am I not wearing that right now? I mean, I could hit pause, and, and you could go get it. Or alternatively, I, we could just move on. We could just move on. But uh, I, I I do have a question for you, though. Yes. How spot on was I with those predictions? <laughs> I, I mean, I will all say this. Two and a half of those predictions were true. Hmm. Two and a half out of four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the reason why I said two and a half is because the last prediction that I had, right, around COVID. Right, 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 right. I had to think about that for a minute. I'm like, they, they kept, oh, exactly. yeah. they kept mm -hmm. Fauci around. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, the GOP used it, but they didn't use it the way that they oh, should have. Not, not, yeah, I was going to say that, 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 that they, they screwed themselves on that one. Because what did they choose to do? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And they lost. And by the way, the news coming out of this weekend is that uh, Kevin McCarthy does not have enough support in his own caucus to potentially win a Speaker of the House uh, battle. Oh, thank goodness. So please, somebody with some conservative bona fides, step the hell up. Step up. Somebody that we can coalesce around that is not part of the quote-unquote uh, rhino establishment GOP. Just please, somebody step up. Let's coalesce around that because here's the rub. If not, guess who's going to win? A Democrat. And that's not good. That is no good for anybody. Now, I'm not suggesting that Kevin McCarthy is better, but this is how far off my first prediction was right they didn't right. get their ass kicked like we thought they would um and it largely has to do with why the second prediction i had was wrong anthony fauci and running on fauci they didn't do it they should have been able to have made the case that there are three priorities when we get into office mm -hmm. dealing with the economy dealing with our out of control spending and our debt number one and here's the plan to do so. Number two, dealing with our out-of-control government. And then number three, dealing with Fauci and getting to the bottom of how we got to lockdown, jab for evs. 
they needed to run on that. They needed to run on a tri-platform. And they ran on none of it for real. Like, they just coasted themselves into the 2022 election. I'm looking back here, and we're, what, a month, a little over a month out of the election. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the message of the GOP was in this election. What was what was the thing that they were across this country talking about? Couldn't tell you. I mean, you could point to certain ones and figure out what they were talking about, but as a, as a party, no, you couldn't. The point is that this was a federal election. This was our first opportunity, and this is going to be part and parcel of my worst story of the year. This was our first opportunity to really see how the American people were going to either punish or accept or whatever what came out of COVID lockdowns, right? This was our real first opportunity because the 2020 election, we were still in the throes of all of it. So all that having been said, yeah, that's, that's how I got that second prediction wrong. Um, my first prediction was wrong because of my second prediction being wrong, I feel. Um, but yeah, you got both of yours. A and I think you actually undersold what was going to happen with Roe versus Wade. I did. Yeah, I did. I absolutely did. I, I don't think either of us thought that they would go that far. No, I... The only reason I, I said this, just given the culture that we live in, I didn't think that that, mm -hmm. that would happen, but then they did it, and I'm like, oh, yay. So it, 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 makes, it makes my prediction that much more sweeter, honestly. Exactly. And what do we say here on the show, Pat, all the time? That politics is downstream of culture. So culture comes next on our prediction list. Unfortunately, um, my my first prediction is going to be that the COVID pandemic will continue, but the and the panic porn will continue to dictate public policy. I don't think that that is going away in twenty twenty two. My first on the culture side. Um, I have a question first, though, Pat. Are you an island boy? Oh, what? An island boy. What is that? You've never seen or heard of the Island Boys? No. It's two white dudes with like massive dreadlocks and tats all over the place thinking that they're thugs. It is literally the 1990s like spit up all over the place. Well, considering I don't have any tattoos or dreadlocks, I'm going to say no. Well, I have a prediction about them. Because the island boys like to know, let, let you know that they're such thugs that they have tons of guns, okay? So, my prediction is this. They're going to get done. They're going to get gunned down in 2022 for being an affront to music. Um, that we will start seeing lawsuits against the unvaccinated, and some will even go to jail. My prediction is that we're going to find out that China really does own TikTok more than we know. And it's being used to distract us as they invade Taiwan. Hmm. Um, um, I'm just going to say, thank goodness I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness you were wrong, Pat. Thank goodness you yep. were wrong. Now, I was wrong about the island, boys, but they are an affront to music still to this day. So. Oh, I don't. Totes agree with that one. You're welcome for that introduction, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because later on, uh, 
in that segment, as I talk about the Island Boys, uh, I make you look it up, uh, and and you were aghast at what you witnessed. Yeah, I remember that. I, I vaguely remember that now, and never again. Now never. I will say this again: I got a half a point on on this. So, which was what exactly? The TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. The the exposing of how much uh, influencer potential. Excuse me, potential influence that ByteDance USA actually has had with uh, the Chinese mm. Communist Party, because ByteDance is a ByteDance USA is the U.S. version of ByteDance Incorporated, which is owned by the Chinese <clears throat> Communist Party partially, but um, as with every Chinese company, um, is subjected to um, the look see of <laughs> the Chinese Communist Party. Um, what we have found out here is 2022 has gone on further and further is that China has potentially much more access to user data and information about users here in the United States than ever before. It's why we've seen dozens of states at this point um, banning its use on government uh, property. And I firmly support that because it's different than the private individual. Right? It's very different than the private individual um, and the government's attempt to ban its usage from private citizens. I would suggest that if you are a government official, the government has every right to say what you can and can't have on government property. Right. That's just just the reality of it. Um, so, yeah, I was right. TikTok. I was wrong on the Taiwan thing. I thought they would use TikTok to kind of placate and lay us low. I still think it'll come eventually. I just don't mm. know when or where at this point. Um, yeah. Yikes. Well, we, we we know an invasion of Taiwan is at, at the very least somewhat intimate. Um, but I don't think, I mean, it's not, it's not happening tomorrow and it certainly mm -hmm. didn't happen this year. Like mm -hmm. we thought it might. And let's move on to the world of science, Pat. Um, so my prediction for 2022 is that new COVID variants just keep getting weaker. The media still continues its panic porn. Elon Musk goes to space. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to throw a third prediction out here. Mm. So I'm going to go with my second and then I'm going to throw a third out. But a second prediction in the category of science is COVID related as well. But the new COVID pills are going to provide uh, prove to be as useless as the jabs. Second science prediction is going to be we will at least take major steps in going back to the moon and also going to Mars. And and both of those expeditions are going to include the first woman to ever set foot on the moon and on Mars. And that was the category of science predictions for 2022. Point one for Andy. I, I give myself a, a little bit like a, a fourth of a point for uh, that that last one. We we did make some strides in going back to the moon. That is true. SpaceX mm -hmm. and NASA both have made some strides to go back to the moon. Yes. Uh, NASA has gotten close, right, with the Artemis program. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and I believe they in 2023 are looking at actually putting somebody on the moon again. Uh, I don't know if they're part of I can't I can't remember exactly how this yeah, goes. Yeah, I believe that because because we did see the Artemis land, right, just right. recently. 
And I believe mm -hmm. that was what I had read is that the next the next Artemis will be one mm -hmm. that orbits and lands a uh, uh, a manned spacecraft on the moon again. Mm -hmm. um, so that'll be interesting in 2023. But I definitely got the, the covid pill. Um, Remdesivir. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, you did. And, and uh, what what is the actual name of the the, the pill? Pa Paxlovid. Paxlovid mm -hmm. is completely and utterly useless. In fact, most hospitals have stopped giving it because it actually is a negative to a lot of patients. So, I mean, hey, we got a couple ish right there in the world right. of science. Um, I think we took some big swings and and, and missed on a few. Uh, but let's go to the world of sports. Okay. And this one's very simple. The Green Bay Packers win the Super Bowl. That's very simple. Is the Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah, that was the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl. Um, my, so, my second one, however, is without NHL players on the uh, men's U.S. men's hockey team, the, uh, they will actually still end up meddling. So speaking along the lines of international sports, I, I've got one prediction here. Mm -hmm. The United States men's national team makes it to the quarterfinals of the 2022 World Cup, surprising everyone. Ooh, that, that World Cup prediction did not go well. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it did not. And we did medal in hockey, didn't we? Yes, we did. We we took the silver medal in in hockey, I believe. Yeah, so so nailed that one. Yeah, let me let me uh let me just take a look at that to make sure that I got that right. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, though, for you, uh, your uh, Green Bay Packers did not even come close <laughs> to winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> they choked once again. They choked right away in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It is becoming a tradition unlike any other, and it's a sad, sad tradition. Well, and at this rate, the Detroit Lions are going to make the playoffs before the Green Bay Packers do this year. <laughs> yeah, um, just brutal, just brutal, brutal, brutal. Um, but yeah, I, I, um... <sighs> hey, we came close on the World Cup prediction, too. Came close on my World Cup. Prediction. How did we come close exactly? In the World Cup? Yeah. We lost in the round of 16, not the quarterfinals. What, 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 what round did you say they were going to go to? Quarterfinal, which oh, was okay. in the very next round. It was one, one, gotcha. one round off. Okay. I Because I, I, I heard finals in there. I'm like, oh, I think that was all that close. No. No. And by the way, we uh, did not win a medal in men's hockey. Oh, we didn't? No. I thought we did. No, we went to the quarterfinals in which we lost to Slovakia. Damn it. In a shootout, I believe. Damn it. I thought we got that one. No, Finland won the uh, gold medal over, right. over the, uh, well, the Russian Olympic Committee team because they're not known as right. Russia because yeah, uh, right. the Russians right. are a bunch of cheaters. Right. But it, would it sir would it shock you to know that Finland, Slovakia, Sweden and Russia were the four teams in the semifinals of that tournament. 
No. No. Not in any way, shape, or form. Sweden, yeah. very good at hockey. Finland, very good at hockey. Russia, very good at hockey. Slovakia, very good at hockey. People don't know that. Um, Czech Republic, pretty dang good. Um, Canada, lost to Sweden. I, I still think with our NHL players, probably both Canada and Sweden, or Canada and the United States make it. Uh, for Right. But is what it is. We did win uh, silver in the women's uh, tournament. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Now, you did have a general prediction here, Pat, so I did want to get to that. Uh-huh. Um, real quick, do you have like a, a just a general prediction for 2022? Uh, I think 2022 it, in, in general, um, we, we might start to see some things be alleviated through just the court of public opinion when it comes to COVID because people are going to stop caring even more than what they already do now. Um, but I, I don't think politics and stuff like that is going to get any better. Nailed it. Nailed that general prediction. Yeah. Uh, I think we could have all agreed that politics was going to go down the drain even further in 2022. And that, yeah, the court of public opinion basically drove the COVID policy. People stopped caring mm-hmm. and they should have. Because they, oh, they yeah. began to start to realize that, well, wait a second, this is just going to be here and we can't control it. It's kind of like swine flu or H1N1, mm-hmm. right? It actually still exists. Right. You can still get it. What are you going to do about it? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the ultimate question there. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot to think about when it comes to 2022. Um, now, we had some beer not to be fake headlines. Do you want me to... To, to play those at all, Pat, and see if they happened at all in 2022 or no? Yeah, why not? Why not? All right. So these are our uh, predictions for headlines that the B or not the B was going to come up with in 2022. So my Babylon B headline prediction for 2022 is this. Biden reveals he's actually been possessed by the ghost of Karl Marx all along. Catholic Church celebrates the second coming. My headline's going to be... Our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci erects a giant statue of himself in his backyard so people will worship him again. I actually do have a second headline along those lines because I wasn't sure if we were going to do one or two. Okay. Um, Biden tells everyone to get their 100th booster shot as the new COVID variant emerges or we'll have at least another century to flatten the curve. And I have a I have one that I just came up with off the top of my head here, Pat. And mm-hmm. see if you see if you'll like this one. Okay. Joe Rogan officially comes out as the COVID guru. Uh, just because I'm curious now, how accurate were we on those? Um the the Fauci thing is funny because I mean, every interview you see, he's got he's surrounded by like the the shrine to Fauci in his own office. Right. right? Right. Like, it's not like he has a picture of his family up on there. It's just pictures of himself. It's the creepiest, yeah. weirdest thing. Like he's got a throw pillow with his like face on it and and all that stuff. I would argue that um, while he didn't erect, erect a giant statue to himself, he just literally dedicated a museum to himself in his own office. That's true. So pretty, true. pretty dang close there, Pat. Mm. Um, And then the COVID one, I mean. If if uh, the court of public opinion wouldn't have driven uh, a lot of this, we would have likely have seen more of that. 
And is or is not Joe Rogan the guru of COVID, if you will? Well, I mean, given some of the interviews that he did earlier in the year, yeah, why not? Yep. And and more importantly, how he, you know, kind of came out as an advocate for alternative medicine when it came to at least alternative to remdesivir or Paxlovid when it came to dealing with COVID. And by the way, Pat, when we recorded this, um, a day later, I tested positive for COVID. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was sick when we recorded this. I was not yep. feeling well. We both we both got COVID this last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, still kicking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still kicking. Mm-hmm. Just going to point that out. And by the way, Pat, um, speaking of that, um, Dr. Peter McCullough, an hour ago, as as we are recording this at uh, 7.35 a.m. Central Time, uh, pre-pandemic myocarditis was four cases a million per year, okay? Pre-pandemic. Now, with the administered products, it is at 25,000 cases per million on shots two or three. That's bad. I'm not even going to ask. That is that is bad. That is that is oh boy. Yeah, what what do you think is going to come of that in 5 years, 10 years, 20 years down the line? The problem that exists with that information is that that's a that's a 5000 time. No. Five times four is twenty. Holy crap, Pat! Yeah, there's almost six thousand time increase in the cases of myocarditis in in this country or in this world. I don't know exactly which one he was using, but um, yeah, he tweeted that out this morning. That, is that a problem? Um, that's a big problem. Yeah, we have no idea because myocarditis can lead to what? All sorts of respiratory, all sorts of heart conditions, all could have heart disease. You could have massive heart attacks. In fact, that's what we're, you know, we've talked about this over the last week. Grant Wall, his wife is an infectious disease expert, quote unquote, right? And both of them have been jabbed forever, right? Right. She wants us to know that this is not related to the to him getting uh, another jab before he went over to... Uh, Qatar for the uh, World Cup. All I can say to that at this point is prove it. Yeah, you can't prove that. Mm-hmm. I would suggest, though, however, the proof is in the pudding of how the hell did he have an a aortic aneurysm out of the blue with bronchitis? I mean, I guess it's theoretically possible, but it it, it that was bronchitis. Bronchitis is a is a respiratory, not a heart issue, right? It's likely that he had had some sort of an issue with that mm-hmm. because of the constant jabbing. Again, can we prove that? No, but we are seeing more and more evidence of this. Look at Jake Hescock, right? The, the former Badger in UCF Golden Knight. All mm-hmm. he did was go on a jog in 20, 25, yep. 26 years old. Gone. How many... It, 
look at what happened in uh, the Euro tournament, right, with um, Christian Eriksen. Dead for seven minutes. Lucky to be alive and now playing with a pace, basically a pacemaker in them. I, I, we could go through hundreds, if not thousands, of stories like this. The myocarditis mm-hmm. situation. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right. So with that having been said, Pat, um, do we want to play the beer or not to be one last time here together in 2022? Yes, yes, we do. We, we, need, we need all the money of Dominic Izzo that we can get. All right. Lay that headline on me at least one time, maybe twice. Alrighty then. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Canadian life alert just euthanizes you when you push the button. Canadian life <laughs> alert just euthanizes you when you push the button. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, it's Christmas this weekend. If you uh, need to get or at least attempt to get, because I don't know if you're going to get it by Christmas. I, I highly doubt it. Right. Um, it, if you need a good stocking stuffer, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Um, if you have a good coffee lover in your family, or if they don't like coffee, if they like hot chocolate or if they like tea, um, they've got all that sort of stuff too. But uh, Coffee Brand Coffee, not putting the politics into your coffee. They just care about making good coffee. That's it. And by the way, they only send it to you fresh. That's why they only send it at a bag at a time. It is completely fresh when it is put into that bag. So all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code critical thinking at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase. It's a pretty freaking sweet deal. Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code critical thinking at checkout, and get 5% off your purchase today. Canadian Life Alert just euthanizes you when you push the button. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. <laughs> this is the Babylon B, but this is such an ingenious headline because we know what stories happened over the last couple of weeks, right? Um, mm-hmm. with the ex- exposing of <clears throat> literally government agencies telling people to kill themselves in Canada mm-hmm. uh, because they're costing the, the government too much money. And oh, by the way, this next year in 2023, they are going to open up um, their euthanasia, er, uh, uh, dying with dignity, or Ooh. however they want to put it, um, to people who simply are depressed, um, sad about having a disease. Um, and oh, by the way, if you're under the age of 18, you can do that without parental permission. Just, just so you know this, Pat, um, there are a lot of teenagers, right, who who go through a lot of emotional trauma and right. really deep, dark thoughts mm-hmm. because their brain chemistry is changing and it's weird and blah, 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 blah. So you can just off yourself? We're doing that now? I, I'm depressed. Uh, kill me. What? We Romans one, man. Romans one. So I'm right, right? This has got to be the Babylon B. This is the Babylon B. You're absolutely right. And and while we're on that, uh 
Ottawa, the Canadian medical system has officially rolled out its own life alert, which provides immediate medical assisted death to geriatric patients who push the button. If you fall and can't get up, now you can completely die right there, said Dorian Michael, director of Canada's, Canada's, Canada's Euthanasia Initiative. This will save so much hassle with trying to help old people back on their feet. I don't know if you ever tried uh, to help an 80-year-old off the bathroom floor, but it is a huge pain. According to the source... According to sources, the can- Canadian team got the idea when an old man called for an ambulance and said he was hurting so badly he wished he were dead. That's when we part when when we partnered with Life Alert Systems, so a fallen geriatric in maximum pain could finish the job right there," said Mr. Michael, loading cyanide into one of the systems. Old people don't want us to make such a fuss over them when they break their hips. Now they can go straight from undignified fall to dignified death. At publishing time, investigators revealed that Roomba has agreed to start directing their units to, to trip old people in exchange for kickbacks from Life Alert. <laughs> That's some cold That's shit, dark. man. That's dark. That's um, some dark, dark stuff. Here's the thing. If if you are, because you mentioned, you know, kids under the age of 18 in Canada can do this. Mm-hmm. If you are starting someone. Starting in 2023. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And starting in 2020. If you are a individual, I don't care what age you are, that is struggling with some mental issues, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. And you're thinking about just ending it. Call someone. Call call me. Get in touch with me. Um, because here's the thing, and this is this is the thing that, that that a lot of like these places aren't telling you about these kind of things anymore, is that you can deal with things like depression and bad thoughts and things like that if you get the proper help. You can't undo suicide. Mm-hmm. You rob yourself of that chance. Yeah. And I have one I always have one message for people that I talk to that are going through this. And I want them to hear this because this is the, the the message that the Catholic Church teaches. Your life matters. It really does. Life matters. Why are so many Catholics pro-life? Why are we at the forefront of the march for life? Why are we out there? Why are the Knights of Columbus out there pro-life, right? We are pro-life. We didn't say pro-baby. Pro-life. Why? Because the teachings of Jesus Christ tell us that life matters. Our lives matter. Your life matters. My life matters. All of our lives matter. And if you ever let go of that, you need to understand that. You need to hear somebody tell you that. Your life matters. Whether you believe that in the moment or not, it matters. So with that having been said, um, Pat, um, have you been able to come up with your four nominees for Richard of the Year? Um, I think so. Okay. Let's hear <clears throat> four nominees for 
Richard of the Year. And obviously that graphic says Richard of the Week because, well, we nominate a brand new Richard every single uh, Friday on this program. But an extra special one for the end of the year. I'm going to guess at least two of these people are or at least two of the nominees are going to be Vladimir Putin for his war crimes and needless starting of a war in, in Ukraine. And then we have to go with Joseph Marionette Biden, right? If if for nothing else, then then the story that happened this weekend, Pat, I don't know if you saw this story or not, but he was telling a story about his family's dedication to service of this country. And there's no doubt. I mean, his son, uh, you know, famously served or infamously served in in the well, both of his sons, actually. Right. Both Hunter and, and Bo served Hunter dishonorably discharged. Right. But, um, Bo served, came back. Um, and tragically, you know, died of, of cancer after many years after coming back here. But he, his dad, I believe, served and his grandfather had served, right? Mm. So Joe Biden's at a, a veterans event in, in Delaware this weekend. And he is regaling the story of how he becomes vice president. And as he becomes vice president, his dad asks him to, to do something. And it's to honor his uh, his uncle, Frank, Frank Biden, who served allegedly in the Battle of the Bulge and saved, um, sacrificed and saved a bunch of guys in his platoon um, in the in service there and was up for the Purple Heart, but never received the actual medal like he refused to receive it or whatever. Okay. And he says, well, okay, since I'm the vice president, I'll look into it and I'll see that he can get to it, right? That that will give him. And then he regales us with a second story. And the second story is how Frank, um, at a family function, they're going to honor him, right? In a private ceremony, and give him the medal. And and Frank says, I don't want the damn thing. Too many of my men died that day. I, I don't want that, right? Mm-hmm. Very eloquent story, a very... Um, heart-wrenching story, right? When did um, Joe Biden become vice president of the United States of America? Pray tell. Uh, 2008, technically? January January 21st of 2009. Nine. Right? Well, yes, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that story never happened. Hmm. It, it, it never happened? For three reasons, Pat. Joe Biden's dad died in 2002. Mm. I'm going to go with that seven years before, six years, six plus years Mm -hmm. before Joe Biden became vice president of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. Well, maybe he's getting that mixed up with a, a story prior to his dad's death, right? Um, his dad's brother, Frank, died in 1999. Mm. Joe Biden was mm. a what? United States senator when that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
um, a full decade before you become the vice president of the United States of America. Okay, but maybe, maybe, maybe they, he was mixing it up with when he was a senator and, and, you know, finding that out and blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is absolutely zero record anywhere in the military that exists of a Frank Biden receiving any sort of recognition for a Purple Heart. Whether he actually physically received the medal or not, this would have been something that somebody would have had to have nominated him for. Right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. there would be record of such a thing, especially during World War II. There's only two possibilities here, Pat, for how this is possible. How could he have not known? How, how did <clears throat> his dad died in 2002, his uncle died in 1999, and his uncle was never a recipient of the Purple Heart to begin with. There are only two possibilities that exist for how this story could come about, and neither of them are good for this country. Gander a guess as to what those two possibilities are. Well, either he's just flat out lying, or the other possibility is is that he's got some sort of cognitive issue, dementia, Alzheimer's, something like that. So, yes, number one, he has an absolute cognitive decline. He is going through dementia. Number one. Right. Or number two, he is an absolute sociopath. Right. Because it's not about lying. Okay. It's not about lying. He literally is making a story up out of whole cloth. It doesn't actually exist anywhere in reality. So the only two possibilities are that he is so riddled with dementia that he is making a story up, which is what people in the throes of Alzheimer's and and uh, late stage Parkinson's are going through. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would know. I've experienced that in my life multiple ways. So have I. Sure, a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's like, where is that story coming from? Right? What mm-hmm. what parts of different realities are you existing in? Or or he is such a sociopath that he could make that story up and be cool with it. Yeah, I don't think he made it up. I think it's I think it actually is a cognitive issue. And neither of those realities would be good for America. Right, Pat? Neither. None of those scenarios are good. Yeah. So those are the those are two nominees. What are the other two, Pat? Well, I had a hard time with this. Um, But I think I'm going to stick with um, our. Well, hold on. It is. Let me see if I can get this right. It is the. Um, is it the science trademark? Trademark. Truth registered trademark. Trademark. Lord Savior President Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yes, yes, that is that is one. Because he, upon retirement, you would think that he would want to just I don't know, go away for a little bit, right? No. No. Instead, he no. is trying to make himself into a TV star. Well, no, and then for for the fact that he is basically been jabby 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 for the last you know how also long, take you know. paxlovid take paxlovid remdesivir paxlovid which he uh-huh. has a personal stake in both of those by the way yes, he uh, does. and then uh and if you do you'll you'll prevent yourself from being symptomatic and and then you can't get it again except for um nine days later he got it again mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jab me harder, Fauci. Jab me harder. 
And then, you know, I, I, I thought of someone like Corinne Jean-Pierre or excuse me, cringe Jean-Pierre. I thought about uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Vladimir um, Zelensky. Uh, yeah. Um, I, so I, I think those are some honorable mentions, but I, I ultimately came down to Dick Levine. Wait, don't you mean Rachel? No, I mean Dick. You mean Richard Levine? Yes, Dick Levine. Richard mm-hmm. Dick, same, same. It's part of the same name. Oh, you mean the 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 assistant uh, surgeon general, whatever the hell that thing is. Isn't he the healthcare secretary? He's not the secretary of HHS. He is a he is in HHS. Okay. But the highest ranking civilian officer in the history uh-huh. of this country, by the way. Any any uh, idea why I chose him? Because he continues to talk about uh gender affirming care. For kids. For kids. Uh that to me by, is worse. By the way, we're not talking about like advocating for mental health. We're not talking about advocating for figuring out a path forward, right? We mm-hmm. are talking about him advocating for lopping and chopping and puberty blockers for everyone. Yeah. Whenever, however, because <clears throat> they're totally reversible. I would argue that that's the biggest lie told in 2022. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. The so, biggest lie told in 2022. I know what the biggest lie of 2021 was. Yeah. And arguably this was also, well, maybe not because the, maybe that the, the biggest lie in 2022 was also the, the, um, that this was about the, the jabs would prevent you and then you couldn't get sick. Maybe. So you would prevent transmission and you wouldn't get sick. That was the biggest lie told, and then and then that this one too, that uh, right you can totally right. reverse puberty blockers. So Andrew, I'm going to uh, bestow upon because I don't know that I could possibly decide this on my own. So I'm going to bestow upon you the honor of crowning the Richard of the Year. Okay, so the four nominees again. Run them down. We have. Vladimir Putin for his war crimes in Ukraine, which, by the way, I mean, we could have we could have um, given him the winner of Richard of the Week every every week this year, given what he's been doing over there in Ukraine. We got bored. <laughs> so that that is that is basically what it boils down to. And then we have Joseph Marionette Biden. Yeah, um, for reasons we just explained, um, mm-hmm. either he's a sociopath or he's got dementia of some kind um and he's still in office mm-hmm. which is that is that more of a richard on on jill biden and his handlers than it is on joe well the richard thing is is denying it the right. richard thing is continuing to play as if everything's a-okay and kosher as if he's the one in control mm-hmm. a- and continuing to do this to himself and and those around him who who allow for it Right, because it's what right. their their way to gain power. 
True. Uh, then you have, um, then you have our, our, can I remember how this goes? You have the science trademark, the truth registered trademark, our Lord, Savior, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did, I, did I nail that? Our Lord, it is the tr- it is the science, the truth, Lord, Savior, President, Doctor Anthony Fauci. Okay, okay, okay gotcha. Right there. Um, this is an easy one for me actually, uh-huh. because this well, award on. goes to number four was was Dick Levine. Just the, yeah, this one this is easy for me. This goes to Anthony Fauci. The, there is nothing more Richard than what he did all year long. Because he continues to deny reality. He continues to deny data. He continues to deny that uh, we've ever engaged in, in gain of function. In fact, he's literally just changed the definition of gain of function. Yeah, he has. Right? Um, and then suggesting gain of function is something that it is. That is part of gain of function research, but it's not all of it. And then he continues to tell a medic medicine practicing doctor named Rand Paul that he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to medication. Um, and then he continues to push remdesivir and Paxlovid, two of the use most useless medications when it comes to dealing with COVID-19. And by the way, still going on record calling um, ivermectin a horse tranquilizer, right? A, a, a horse dewormer, I should say, not horse tranquilizer. Yeah. Even though we uh, know that this has been used for what half a century? Right. With no side effects on anybody ever. This for guy, all sorts of things. He is the worst of 2022. There there is a reason why you and I have both advocated for Nuremberg. Um, a Nuremberg style uh, style like tribunal. And we're going to get it in Florida, with, it seems like. And, and yeah, and we start with Anthony Fauci. And then you move to the CDC. Right. And then you move through the bureaucracies of the FBI, the CIA, mm-hmm. uh, the um, NSA, the alphabet soup of our, our bureaucracies. You move through them with unmerciful justice. That's what you do. There's a reason why I retweeted what Steve Dace put out this morning which is literally just a, a picture of the gallows hmm. in response to Peter McCullough. Hmm. Hmm. Because good scientists do the ethical thing. And the ethical thing would be to do what? A risk-benefit analysis. And they never did it. They never understood, hey, what if we expose people to 6,000 times greater uh, inferences of myocarditis? What if we do that and... People are only dying at 0.0008% of the time. Just awful. With that having been said, though, Pat, it is time for us to move on to our best and worst stories of the year. So I thought about these things really, really hard because I actually think that there are three stories that I can make a case for being both the best and the worst. Uh, the first thing that came to mind is Elon Musk taking over Twitter, both the best and the worst. It started as a really great idea 
Um, you know, he he's caring about free speech and wanting it. He does the thing where he tears it down right to the studs, and now he's going to rebuild it. Except for this weekend, now he's deciding that uh, he's going to leave, whether or not he stays on to a freaking Twitter poll. Like, are you dumb? Are you nuts? I, I, like, what the hell's going on at this point in time? And you know, there's a lot of really great things that happened and some really terrible things here in the last two weeks that make me go. Maybe this wasn't such a great story. Then there's also the World Cup. The the worst part of that being that it was in Qatar um, and it's horrific human rights um, expanses. Then the best part is the fact that this was the single greatest World Cup final to have ever been played. Ever been played. It was so dramatic. It was so intense. It was so fun to watch. Normally, these types of things, like if you, if you get to... The, the Champions League final, uh, the European Championship final, CONCACAF Championship final, all of these big, big, big championships, right? Usually what happens is these teams get so tight, right? They don't want to make a mistake and, and they play to not lose, right? And you get an awful game. You get like a nil-nil for like 80 minutes and, and no real drama or action or lots of saves or whatever to keep it nil-nil, right? You, you don't get that. You just get... Teams just passing the ball around like crazy, and um, you don't you don't get a lot of action. This was all action, Jackson. This was amazing to watch. Uh, just the drama of the comeback from France, uh, 80th minute. Right, looks like there's just no way they're you know they've been hammering the Argentinian goal for 10 minutes straight and just can't find a way through. They can't find a way through. They get that initial goal. 90 seconds later, they get tripped up in the in the penalty box get a get that penalty make it 2-2 Argentina goes up 3-2 then you got the 3-3 tie in extra time and you get the drama of the shootout and you get Messi the greatest player of my lifetime winning the world cup right for the first time kind of getting out of that shadow of Diego Maradona and and the legendary status that he has held in Argentinian football it, it just the drama of that and who wins it. You couldn't write that story, right? Like if you wrote that story, people go, okay, come on, seriously. And it's Messi who does it, right? It's Messi who wins. It's Messi who scores two of the three Argentinian goals. You've got the next generation and Kylian Mbappe coming up, gets it the hat trick to make sure that France has that opportunity in the in the shootout. He goes up and scores the first of the, the penalty kicks, right? Now, France fails after that, but you couldn't write that story. You've got the the old guard and the new guard, right? And they show up at their best in this final. It was unbelievable. So I could go that direction, right? I could also go COVID, right? I could say that there was some really great things that happened in regards to understanding it and watching people stand up and and waking up. But then we got the worst of it, the the government action, the you know, the the CDC. Uh, we're we're still not allowing international travel tra- travelers in here without uh you know the COVID shots and booster this and at least the they stood up with the NDAA right the National Defense Authorization Act and said no we're not going to allow for um the mandate to go through anymore all of those things some good some bad ultimately though the best story of the year Pat for me is probably. The Supreme Court of the United States of America 
striking down Roe versus Wade, returning it to its rightful constitutional place within state legislation and state constitutions and state law. Um, in my lifetime, I have never seen our side win as big as that. And by our side, I mean the pro-life side. And by our side, I mean constitutional conservatism. And I, I can't think of a bigger story. I can't think of a better story. Watching life win. I, I will say, because you and I talked off air about, like, you know, what, what our best and worst was. Mm-hmm. And I, I flat out said, I don't think that you could come up with another story that could even rival this. Um, no. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that happened. Don't get me wrong. Because like, yeah, great. The World Cup, right? Like right. That, that final and all that wonderful goodness. But at the end of the day, it's a sporting event, right? Right. This right. is it, life, literally life or death. The, it, well, yeah. And it, it's also life changing. Yep. So, yeah, I, I definitely have to put that by far, by far the best. Because I never I never thought I would see it in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And and so. To to be able to to witness that in history, and be able to be on that side of the fight, and and to be a continuous part of that fight, because just because we, we it's there now, doesn't mean they're not coming after it, and they're they're not going to try to reverse it, and that um we can't we can't just let it go now. We can't do that. We must batten down the hatches and prepare for for war when it comes to protecting life and but until as we're doing that i say this needs to be celebrated over and over and over again because there is nothing greater nothing greater yeah in january 19th of 2023 is the next national march for life in washington dc that is going to be the biggest celebration of life of all time of all time, we get to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade, the end of some sort of codification of abortion as a as a a path for most people. Now, again, I celebrate this because I believe that life matters and your life matters. But I also celebrate this because it's also a return to constitutional uh, governance. And this was always meant to be a state issue, not a federal government issue. If it was supposed to be that, one of two things would have happened. They would have codified it into uh, law, mm-hmm. or secondly, they would have put it into a constitutional amendment, and neither of which have actually happened, by the way. They, right. they made up this right based off of a constitutional amendment. But if the constitutional amendment wanted that to have existed, it would have said so. It's oftentimes exactly what the uh, the evil that can work through men happens to look like when it comes to the Supreme Court, Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, the separate but equal, all of those types of things, right? Mm-hmm. All of the, the, the worst of what has happened in American history has largely come from a misinterpretation or a, a attempt to shove current culture down the throat of the constitution and it's all bad all right so that having been said that is easily the best story of the year by far 
your worst story this year, Pat? I thought long and hard about this because I could have gone down the COVID route. I could have gone down, you know, foreign policy, Ukraine and all that stuff. I, you know, there, there's lots of ways you, you could have uh, categorized a worst story. But I, I think for me, because, you know, being, being pro-life is also about protecting kids um, and making sure that we protect their childhoods. I think the other big thing um, and, I, and this this made my worst story of the year when it came out was what happened in Vanderbilt. Mm. Um, and, and that that story that Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire broke um, because that's absolutely insanity. And the harm that they have done to our children is yeah, apprehensible. And talking about it, talking about the mutilation that they have done to children in right. terms of dollars and cents as as if their life and their well-being comes down to how can i make a buck that's ultimately what this was mm-hmm. and and that was the that was the moment that i think shocked those who are not politically aware because by the way we're probably about what the 15 20% of the american population that pays attention to politics on a regular basis right, right. they're not aware right. of this until that video came out and everybody went, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, those who are not politically active, politically aware, saw that and went culturally, oh, hell no. Now, the good part of that story is that it got shut the hell down real right. damn fast. But, but, but I mean, look at all the damage that they did prior to that. And... It, it, like you know, we talk about Nuremberg style like tribunals for those mm-hmm. that are you know been on the wrong side of COVID and the jab and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of those things. I'm like, you know what? You mutilated kids. Yeah. You know, I I I think castration there is is prevalent for these people too, and to be thrown in prison for the rest of their lives for this crap. No, fair enough. I, at, I agree- at the very least. And I and I'm almost in the same vein as you as for my worst story of the year. And we're going to preview um, the theme for 2023. I haven't even, even talked to you about what the theme is, but I think you might have a guess. Because what I am about to play demands the theme of 2023. My worst story of the year is. The groomers. Mm. And it goes part and parcel to where you are, right? How right. do we get to a, what, 865% increase in in uh, chops and lops, as I like to call it? Uh, a mutilation of children, right? Mm-hmm. How do we get there? You don't get there just by a acceptance of this. No, you get there because there's been some sort of a groom or groomer activity. And this is happening all over the country. This is happening in small town Iowa. This is happening in big city New York. This is happening on national tours and all this other stuff. This grooming to a society in which um, your, how shall I put this? You, here's the funny part, okay? They're actually putting you in a box, right? These groomers. 
you either are masculine or feminine, period. Right? Right. And I'm over here saying, explore your masculinity. Explore if if you if you're a little kid and you like if you're a little boy and you like to play with dolls, play with a doll. But I'm also going to expose you to playing with trucks and and I'm gonna expose you to the gamut, right? I when I was over at cousins' homes, right? And and they were it was all female in the house. Okay, well, guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna play with whatever you have in your house. Usually dolls or girl-based toys. Is that an affront to masculinity? No. Why? Because I was also obsessed with sports. I was also obsessed with other things. But <clears throat> but my parents never put me into a category of either you must play with this or you must play with that. And if you play with this other thing, you are automatically this. No. No, 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 no. They're the ones that are putting us into that that box either because you play with dolls you must be something that you're not right you, you you're actually a girl just trapped in a boy's box no just no that that's not the reality at all and we are now seeing it from a very young age from the ages of four or five years old these kids are being groomed to believe that because they don't conform to some weird version of what a masculine man or a feminine woman is like, they're automatically something else. And that's wrong. It was wrong 50 years ago when people would, would do that, right? It's wrong today. They, they've literally reversed themselves. 50 years ago, they would have been on what side of the equation, right? Now they're telling you, you either fit into box A, B, or C, and if you don't fit into it, then you belong in a trans version of that, and you must become a manifestation, a, a physical manifestation of your cultural characteristics, if you will, right? But I, but I want the theme for 2023 on our show this year, Pat, is going to be confrontation, because there's nothing that will work more than confronting the groomers, confronting the spirit of the age, confronting the evil of our times. And how do we know that? Look at the end of that Vanderbilt story. While it's not totally the end of the story, but look at what happened. The second they said no, the second they stood up, the second government was bent to the will of the people of the state of Tennessee, what happened? That Vanderbilt program is shut down. The state of Tennessee bans this action for people under the age of 18. The will of confrontation, the confronting of this, and we have struggled to play a lot of some of the stuff that happens on this program, but because the, the theme of 2023 is going to be confrontation, I think it behooves us, Pat, to understand exactly what we're dealing with. And I'm going to play this. Uh, this was something I found on Twitter for Christmas, okay? And I'm just going to play it, and I'm going to have you comment, Pat, afterwards. Now, I'm going to warn you, if you are watching on Rumble, you're going to want to make sure your children are probably not watching this. And if you are listening via podcast, make sure you go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking, subscribe, give it a plus, give it a thumbs up, 
and uh, make sure that we get exposed to more people uh, because the more that we confront, the better off our society is going to be in 2023. A spirit of the age must die in 2023. And in order for that to happen, we must confront it. But you must understand what we are up against. And I'm done not playing this because it's adult content. So I'm going to warn you that in three, two, one. You are such an awesome mom for bringing their kid out to a family-friendly drag show, ladies and gentlemen. friends is a quote-unquote family-friendly drag show. Did you notice that little girl about halfway through gets asked, what's your favorite part? Did you hear her answer? Nothing. Why? Because this ain't for kids, my friends. This is Look, if you, as an adult, if this is your predilection and this is the thing that you want to spend your money on, I say have at it, Hoss. I, I don't subscribe to that. In fact, a uh, really interesting story here, Pat. Um, over the weekend, in fact, yesterday during the World Cup final, a friend of mine uh, was texting me uh, about the game, and and they were going to, they were going from brunch to after brunch, but they wanted to find a place to watch extra time. Right. So they walked into a place near their near near their house and it's just a sandwich shop with with some TVs and a bar in it. Right. It's not a big deal. And they walk in and Drake Queen story hour is happening at like not even 11 in the morning. On a Sunday. They just walked right the hell out, which is the right response to that. Now, I had suggested that the right response is walking out while yelling groomer, but hey, um, that's just me. Could you, because I thought about this over the course of the last 24 hours. What if that were like um, the Knights of Columbus or um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? And, and, and people on missions, right? Going into these types of places and reading the Bible, right? For kids. Doing a Bible study in this shop or that bar or this place, right? For little kids. What would be the response in Chicago? What would be the response in Salt Lake City? What would be the response in LA, New York, San Francisco, Dallas, Phoenix, San Antonio, Houston? I could go on. How dare you preach the Bible? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I'm sorry, I'm done. That deserves confrontation. 
That's not family-friendly in any way, shape, or form. You are attempting to sexualize children, and the child knew it. The response of that child is nothing. They didn't enjoy it one bit. Why? Because they probably didn't understand what the bleep was going on, number one. And number two, if they did, it made them so uncomfortable that they didn't want to be there. There is nothing family-friendly about that activity. Talking about sleeping with this person or that person and, and lewd sexual acts and exposing body parts to children, that is literally the stuff of R. Kelly. R. Kelly is about to go to prison, pound me in the ass, prison, for that type of behavior and acting it out. Would you, would you actually act it out? Like, do it, do it? In front of a, a child like that? These people probably would. And there's no answer. There's no amount of ideas. There's no amount of words. Confrontation. And I'm not talking about physical. I'm not talking about violence. The confrontation is letting them know you're there. Letting them know that this is sick. That this is wrong protestation outside we are talking about confronting a society that allows this to be acceptable this is not about well this is on the line of family friendly or not no you if you you are sexualizing children this is the confrontation the other confrontation is cps for every single one of those those parents every single one of them gets a visit Every one of them. You just exposed your child to sexual predation. And I don't care, by the way, if you were taking your child to a strip club. I would suggest that. If you are out there sexualizing your child, you're doing it wrong. What's say you, Pat? Loss for words or choosing them wisely? The latter. <clears throat> because I, I can't tell you. Words can't explain how angry that video made me. And it should. It should make you the, angry. Well, I come back to hell is empty. For all the demons are here. And that's why the theme of 2023 is confrontation, Pat. Well, and not I, I and I agree. I agree that that should be the theme. You confront crap like this. You confront the spirit of the age and then you send it back to hell where it belongs. Because it doesn't belong here. Absolutely. On that note. Your final thoughts on your final live daily episode of Critical Thinking in 2022. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Prepare to be confrontational. But before that, Merry Christmas. And may God... And may the spirit of Jesus Christ 
bless your life this holiday season. Amen to that, brother. I will be with you for the next four days, and we'll have some sort of a normal show. And by the way, for tomorrow, if you follow me on Twitter at the Coppin Show, um, I'm going to ask you uh, for your best truth or fiction statements of the year for 2022. So, give me your best truth or fiction statements, and and we'll discuss on tomorrow's show. Um, otherwise, um, I will be with you until Friday, and then uh, throughout the holiday. Um, the week between Christmas and New Year's, we've got four mini episodes, about 15 minutes a piece, uh, really easy to di- digest um, that we recorded over the weekend. So with that being said, please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, don't forget, by the way, to eat all of your meals now and throughout the holiday season and give some meals to those who are less fortunate. Um, that, that would be great. Uh, that would be godly of you. That would be uh, Christ-like of you. Uh, throughout this holiday season. And as always, Matthew 547. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.